Welcome to another Mathematical Moment from the American Mathematical Society. I'm Leila Sloman, and today I'm talking with Dr. Rekha Thomas, who's a professor of mathematics at the University of Washington. Today we'll be talking about how Dr. Thomas and her colleagues use ideas from algebra and geometry to solve problems about computer vision. Dr. Thomas, thank you for talking with the AMS. Um, let's start by just defining some of the basic concepts that come up in your research. So maybe you can start by telling us what is computer vision? Thank you, Leila, for having me. Um, so computer vision is a very, very vast field. It is a branch of artificial intelligence and um, of you know, great importance in our current world with uh, all sorts of vision needs like um, you know, Google Street View and recognition problems and so on. It's, uh, it's a very big um, you know, modern, part of the modern tech industry. Um, so the part of vision that I, we work in is called multi-view geometry. And this, is, this has to do with how you reconstruct three-dimensional scenes from photographs. So there are many situations where this is a need. You have pictures of uh, images, say, you know, a satellite takes pictures of space, you know, celestial objects. And we now would like to figure out the 3D version of what the pictures are. Okay. Um, so that's the part of computer vision I work in. So it is a, it is a, a corner of the entire field. It's a, it's a big field. Um, so yeah, so the most of the mathematical problems that we have worked on involve some sort of reconstruction, either from, you know, uh, usually from two cameras or three cameras. In general, you can do any number of cameras, like you may have uh, the scene of an entire city that's taken by tourists, and you can reconstruct the uh, point cloud of the three-dimensional structures that they photographed. Um, so yeah, so it turns out that there is a, a lot of interesting algebra and geometry or more specifically algebraic geometry inside these problems. And it's very, very fun to actually examine the structure of these problems, which oftentimes the practitioners don't worry about too much because they do just want to get a practical answer to the problem they're solving, right? The reconstruction looks fine, even if it's not perfect. So that's, so we are in the very mathematical end of this very practical uh, subject. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that I, I kind of want to ask you about both ends of that. Like, um, maybe you can give some example of some practical applications of uh, reconstructing images. Like, is there something I might use in my everyday life that involves reconstructing images? Yeah, definitely. Um, so a very simple application is, for example, when you take a photo on your phone in portrait mode, um, it quickly has to figure out what is the, the background and what is the foreground of the picture, right? So the phone will actually uh, run its mechanisms to judge the depth, the distances. So that is a type of reconstruction. It's sort of figuring out in space where is the main object located and where is the background. So the, the blurring effect that it creates is, uh, is an, an a, a everyday application. Um, maybe another type of application is uh, like when you see special effects in movies. Um, so usually the actors will act out the scene and then there's a computer rendered background or something going on. Maybe a dinosaur is walking next to you or 
and so on. So that has to be sort of merged into the actual scene that the actors um, performed and, and the camera shot. So to do that sort of stuff, you need very clear understanding of where the cameras are located and what is the what is the dimensionality of what's happening in the in the physical picture that the movie shot, right? Yeah, so I also wanted to ask you, like you said that you are on the more mathematical, pure mathematical end of this research. So what um, does studying pure math like add to uh, the study of computer vision, whether it's like these practical applications or just like the knowledge that it can contribute? If, let's come back to the reconstruction question because I think that's central to everything that I have done myself. So you can ask sort of, two types of questions, right? So the, ba the main question is given photographs, can you reconstruct the three-dimensional scene, right? So the simplest of these models is when you just have two cameras. If you have two cameras and you have to say, that means you have two pictures and you would like to reconstruct the scene. And uh, the first question you can ask is if somebody shows you two pictures and tells you they are of the same scene, how can you tell? So it may not be that it is the, it, there may not be a solution. There may not be an actual three-dimensional scene that corresponds to the two pictures. So this is in mathematical language called existence. Um, the other kind of, uh, the other um, feature of this type of question is also you can ask, okay, if there is a solution, and let's say we determine there's a solution, then how many are there? Are there many, many solutions that could work or are, is there only a unique solution? Um, and in, in the particular applications we work in, the model comes to you in terms of equations. So there are equations that are modeled in terms of polynomials. So polynomials will have powers on the variables like x squared plus y squared equal to minus one is a polynomial. And so the, the business of solving polynomial equations <clears throat> is what we need to learn. And this is, this is essentially what algebraic geometry does. So then, there's very subtle questions of, okay, maybe there's a solution, but there's only a complex solution, which is usually not useful for applications. So you want real solutions, which are quite difficult, right? Like if you take x squared plus y squared plus one equal to zero, there is no real solution. There's only complex solutions. So even figuring out, is there a real solution is a very difficult problem. So in computer vision, um, are the variables representing something like the points that you're trying to reconstruct? Is there like an easy way it fits together? When we're reconstructing um, the three-dimensional scene from two photographs, the data that we get is the images. So let's say I have 10 points on one, in one photo and 10 points in another photo, and they're supposed to be pictures of 10 points that are living in the world. Okay. okay, so now, so the data is these two sets of 10 points. So those are numbers that we know them. Now, the first step in this process is to reconstruct the two cameras that took these pictures. So this ends up being some unknown matrix. Um, so some three by three array of numbers. You can boil down the two cameras to just knowing some three by three array of numbers. So that those are the unknowns. And we would like to um, make sure that the, the points on one side and the points on the other side are linked through this camera, this camera information, which is called, um, it's a matrix, it's a three by three matrix called the fundamental matrix. So you end up with equations. They're actually just linear equations in the entries of this three by three matrix, but they have to satisfy some additional algebraic conditions. 
So it's a little bit more than linear algebra where you would just solve linear equations. Is there ever like a real world situation in which someone gives you like a bunch of photos and says, try to reconstruct the 3D image and like it's not possible? In real life, there's usually never a perfect reconstruction. So it requires even more types of mathematics. So you need to do some sort of statistical optimization type of problem where you try to find the best possible thing that could have been, uh, you know, this 3D image. You had a recent paper where with some collaborators, you showed that if you uh, try to solve this reconstruction problem, um, you can only do it if the points lie on a certain type of mathematical shape. So maybe you can explain that result. So here's a very famous algorithm in computer vision. That's, it's called the seven point algorithm. It's maybe a little outdated because cameras nowadays are not exactly the very simple type of camera that shows up in that problem. But the problem would be simply, I give you seven points here and seven points there. Can you, is there a reconstruction? Okay. But it was always believed that this algorithm will definitely always find you the cameras that the solutions you get will satisfy the correct constraints. And we have, we have sort of done a, a line of work where we show that this is not true. So you have to be careful about the actual constraints that need to be satisfied. This algorithm is a slight relaxation of the, the real problem. So it doesn't actually give you the right solution all the time, but it will. You know, most of the time it might. Um, so that's one type of question that we've studied. This is an algebraic question. Um, another type of question that might seem very obvious when I explain it is, you know, cameras can only see in front of them, right? But all of these problems are algebraic, which means that if X satisfies the solution, then minus X also satisfies the solution. So that means you can be in the front of the camera or the back of the camera, and you're still good. That's considered a reconstruction. Right. But this is in practice, this is not true that you, you when you reconstruct, it better be that the scene is in front of the cameras. You can't split the scene to go behind and front. Right. So th there's a directionality to the whole thing. And that's another set of problems we worked on where we showed that, you know, there you have to go down even from seven. So already at five point sets you may fail to have what's called a chiral reconstruction, which means a reconstruction that's in front of the cameras. And so, so things like that. So they are in some sense, very simple sounding problems because we're just taking five points and five points and asking a question about some three by three matrix. How hard can this get? But it turns out to have very interesting and complicated, um, you know, roots in classical algebraic geometry. So in this particular work with chirality, we ended up having to study about cubic surfaces, which were studied in the 1800s by Cayley and Salmon, and the lines on the cubic surface. Um, so it's a classical result that there are always 27 lines on a cubic surface, on a smooth cubic surface. And, in, and you see them arising from vision. So from two cameras, you actually construct a cubic surface with 27 lines on it. Um, it's very cool. And the lines tell you, the lines sort of cut up that surface into pieces and the pieces tell you whether you can actually find a scene in front of the cameras. So it's this, it's this sort of big intermingling of, you know, somewhat modern problem with very, very classical stuff.